Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you, and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Network. I'm Jerry Orth, and today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of fantastic things. For the first two seconds, we'll be talking to people. We're going to be talking to Griffin Gluck from from Middle School Worst Years of My Life, and also Stone Newman from Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, Twas the Night Before a Liftoff. And also, we're going to be reviewing a couple of movies, the new Star Wars movie, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, 20th Century Woman, and also Sing. But right now, we're going to begin with Griffin Gluck about Middle School Worst Years of My Life. So, Griffin, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I actually met you at the premiere for Middle School Worst Worst Years of My Life, so it's nice to see you again. Oh, nice to see you again. Were you at the New York premiere or the L.A. premiere? L.A. premiere. Oh, no way. That was my favorite one. It was fantastic. So you play Rafe in the film, and can you tell us about the character for the viewers who don't know the story or anything like that? Sure thing. So, uh, as you said, I play Rafe. Uh, He's the main character in the middle school books. uh, The books are told through his perspective. And Rafe has a bit of a trouble with authority, and he also is a very creative guy. So um, when he's kind of gotten in trouble with all the schools in his district, um, the last school that will accept him, um, they take him in, and immediately he kind of gets in a feud with the principal, and he kind of has to break every rule in the rule book to get back at this principal. But he does it in very... um, kind of creative, artistic ways. So that's kind of the um, whole plot of the movie. And now, like you said, you do all these crazy things around the school to break all the rules, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I just want to know, how was that to be able to act that, to be able to be this huge rebel and break all these things and do all this fun stuff on set? Um, It was really fun, actually. Filming was one of the best experiences of my life, and that's not an exaggeration. It really was. Um, So middle school, yeah, We got to film all these crazy prank scenes. Some of it didn't even make it into the movie. But there were so many just really cool things that we got to do on set that were really cool to watch. Uh, For example, over the course of two weeks, they – not spoilers. This is in the trailer. (laughs) Uh, But over the course of two weeks, they covered an entire hallway with just art made of Post-it notes. And every day we went to set, we got to see them put up a little more. They they hand-placed those, every single Post-it note. So it was really cool to see that. Um, Other than that, there were like pranks that didn't make it into the movie. Like I took the school golf cart and drove it down like a set of 30 stairs, which was considered a stunt. And it was really cool for me to do. So, yeah, I mean, we got to do a lot of really cool, awesome things on it. It does sound like a lot of fun. But on top of a fantastic and fun movie, it also does have a lot of morals toward the end. So what do you think kids can learn from the film? Um, Well, it's a big family film, so uh, it kind of shows – uh, that family comes above all. Um, there's a lot of kind of, you know, um, messages to express yourself and not let anyone drag you down, you know, kind of be yourself and be proud of who you are. Uh, so those are what I think are um, a few of the key messages. Also, the biggest message that we can push from the film is uh, anti-bullying. Uh, we had a huge anti-bullying campaign for this film. So, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say those are the key points. And that is still a huge issue in school, so I think that is fantastic to have an anti-bullying message. Yes, and, so do I. 
And since this is based on a book written by James Patterson, do you think it's easier or harder to play a character who's completely already been written in a separate book? Um, well, it kind of has its advantages and disadvantages because um, I had James Patterson on set with me while we were filming. And um, him and Steve Carr, who is our director, were both really supportive. And uh, they gave a lot. Of, James was able to give me a lot of insight on the character because, well, he wrote it. <laughs> But um, yeah, having James there and Steve was an amazing director. Uh, they both kind of just led me through the character, and I think it came uh, really naturally due to like the environment on set. And for other kids or adults who want to get into acting, what tips would you give them? Oh, I always get this uh, question, and I never really know how to respond. It's it's really a matter of kind of just keep on trying because I remember. Um, there's just times where you will not even get an audition for months. And then when you do, like you'll get five auditions in a week and then you won't get any of them. And it gets a really, um, it kind of like gets really demotivating. So you kind of have to stay motivated, stay at it. And eventually you're going to get something that sticks and you're going to get an amazing job and you just want to, you're, you're going to be set. And so, yeah, I, I would say just, you know, keep at it. I think that's a fantastic tip. And it doesn't just apply to acting, it applies to everything, really. No, just keep at it. So I think that's a fantastic advice. Yeah. You're listening. You. No problem. You're listening, Kids First Contractions. Right now, we're talking to Griffin Gluck about his role as Rafe in middle school, Worst Years of My Life. And up ahead is also Stone Newman from Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, Star Wars Rogue One, 20th Century Woman, and Sing. But we are going to continue talking to Griffin Gluck from middle school, Worst Years of My Life. My next question is. You talk, kind of talked about this post-note scene and also being able to drive a golf cart downstairs, but is there any other favorite scenes that you had from the film? Hmm, that's a that's definitely that's a good question. Um, I'd say one of my other favorite scenes to film was definitely. Oh wow, I don't know if I can I give out spoilers. Uh, yeah, you know, just be a little more vague. Okay, sure. There's one scene uh, where it's kind of the climax of the movie. And it's Rafe's biggest prank that he's done. And he gets a bunch of people in on it. And it's just one amazing prank. I think you know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie. So that was definitely my favorite uh, scene to film. Uh, I wish I could give you more details, but I don't want to uh, give out any spoilers. It is definitely a fantastic scene. And whoever wa did, hasn't watched the film, when you see the scene, it's going to make you laugh your head off. And it is also my favorite scene. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. Since this is all about middle school and just experiencing school in general, do you have a favorite and least favorite grade in school? My favorite grade in school, it's got to be like first or second grade because I'm I'm seeing all these kids who go to, um, I, I don't know, I just see like a lot of my friends' little siblings doing homework and they're in first or second grade and I'm just remembering how easy it was and how great it was. You get to go home and your homework was literally just write out a couple words. And that is, I miss that so much because I'm in pre-calculus now in chemistry and it's gotten so difficult. So I, I don't know. I really miss the first and second grade. I, I, I can understand that. Do you have a least favorite year? Ooh, least favorite year has got to be either third grade or sixth grade. Because I remember third grade, I had this one really mean teacher who, uh, even when I did things right, would still criticize me for, uh, you know, doing bad work. And that's actually... Um, uh, uh, there's a lot of that in the movie is not only kids bullying, but also teachers or the principal bullying. So that kind of happened to me in real life, <laughs> uh, which was no fun. And then uh, sixth grade was just kind of a very awkward year for me because I was a really weird kid. 
I feel like sixth grade usually is kind of awkward for a lot of kids because it's kind of like that interstage between elementary school and middle school. So I, I kind of agree with that. Oh, yeah, exactly. And now my next question is, do you have any fun stories? Because a lot of movie productions, although they try to stay serious and on topic and get everything done, something usually fun happens on sets. Do you have any stories like that? Oh, yeah, there's tons of stories, but um, there, there are a few that stick out to me. Um, well, everyone in the cast, we all stayed at the same hotel during filming. Uh, the George and Terrace, quick little plug for them. <laughs> uh, we all stayed in the same hotel, so we'd be with each other all day, every day. And that led to, like, a lot of bonding. We basically became a family in the time that we filmed. So there were a lot of crazy moments. I remember, like, uh, Isabella brought her pizza home from this restaurant and then accidentally dropped it down, like, 30 set of stairs into the lobby. Onto my mom, actually. That was probably got to be one of the funniest things that's ever happened uh, to me during filming. That sounds hilarious. And now, this isn't the only project you have done, and you actually are working on several projects right now, so do you have anything else you want to talk about in terms of projects? Sure, yeah. Um, there's, I, I'm in this movie called Why Him, which is coming out in just about over a week now, uh, 10 days to be exact, and it's with James Franco, Brian Cranston, Megan Mullally, Zoe Deutsch, Keegan-Michael Key, all these really funny, great people that were really great to work with. It's not as PG as uh, middle school was. This one's actually rated R, but it's a uh, it's very it's a very very funny movie. Yeah. Very interesting. And if you could describe middle school worst years of my life in one word, what would it be? Um, relatable. And I why is that? A, I think it's a very relatable movie. Huh. Well, I, I I like that. And why do you think it's relatable? Like, what aspects of it make relatable? Um, there are a lot of aspects that aren't quite relatable, like um, stealing uh, your stepdad's car or something like that, which, uh, spoiler alert, is uh, there, there's this scene where my little sister Georgia does that. So there are a lot of aspects where it, aren't, where it isn't as relatable, but, I mean, everyone in their life has been through a little bit of bullying. Everyone in their life has, like, always struggled, you know, being themselves or creatively. So I think um, this movie is really relatable in that sense. Hmm. I think that's a fantastic answer. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about middle school worst years of my life. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No problem. If you'd like to check out this wonderful film, and I definitely recommend you do, it is now theaters near you, so again, definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Contractions. This show is sponsored by Little Prince Legend of Gargan. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Logan Brian Birch here in sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some magnificent topics, including middle school, worst years of my life, and right now, we will be talking about Thomas Edison's secret lab, Twas the Night Before Liftoff, with the fantastic Stone Newman. And then later on, we will be talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And then we will be talking about the magnificent film called Sing. And our sponsor of the day is The Little Prince Legend of Gargand, which is a magnificent, adorable DVD about The Little Prince and his well, journey of trying to save the Gargand, which is a magnificent planet. And right now we are talking about Thomas Edison Twas the Night Before Liftoff with the magnificent Stone Newman. So how are you? I'm great, Morgan. How are you? And thank you for such a wonderful build-up. Oh, why, thank you. I'm doing actually um, amazing. And I know that this is just in time for the holiday season. So this is like the perfect DVD to kick us off and get us into that mood. Especially because Von Bolt is, well, just a little bit of... Well, he has OCD, obsessive Christmas disorder, as many people like to say. And I love that about him. He's very funny. That's great. Von Bold is one of he's one of my favorite characters um, throughout this series. In in this DVD, but in every episode, I mean, he really brings a lot of a lot of great comic relief, and you know, is a bit of a scene stealer in in all the episodes. I definitely agree with that. And also, I love Angie. She is just really funny. Absolutely. So, where are you calling us from right now? I'm also in Los Angeles as well. So, we could have done this in person. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here in lovely, sunny Southern California. So, what was one of your uh, favorite episodes to film? Because we have the fantastic episodes, including Stranger in a Strange, uh, strange Lab. Strong on you drag, all the heavy lifting was the night before liftoff, Von Bolt meets Santa, and all to all a good flight. So um, so for the listeners, so Thomas Edison's Secret Lab is an animated series, so it's a cartoon, so different than some of the other films you guys are going to be talking about. And um, this DVD, which just came out and is just in stores now, it takes, um, as, as the title, Twas the Night Before Liftoff, may indicate, and, and Von Bolt, who's our robot character's OCD, obsessive Christmas disorder, indicates. It's a holiday-themed episode, but it's something that's enjoyable for everyone. And I think that one thing about the show that we like to talk about is that it's, let's say it's um, Think Big Bang Theory, but in animation, so a STEM-based comedy adventure series. And every episode has um, a guest animated scientist in it. And then there is some underlying STEM message throughout the episode. And then at the end of every episode, we have an original music video with an original song. So kind of like the old schoolhouse rock, which I'm a lot older than you guys, but I grew up on and learned a lot from. Um, it was modeled on that. So uh, taking these very important scientific messages and STEM messages and through the fun of music, um, you know, introducing the concepts. So on the DVD, which has six episodes, I think hands down um, my favorite two episodes 
because it's kind of hard to pinpoint one is um, I love the first episode, Stranger in a Strange Lab. That's partially because I'm a huge fan of Albert Einstein. I always have been ever since I was a kid. I always think maybe it was in the classroom that poster that's in every classroom. Just It's like, who is that guy and why is he sticking his tongue out? And then to learn what he contributed and what he did was super interesting to me. And I think he makes a great animated character. And just the concept of wormholes was something very abstract to me that I learned. And I love that we were able to break it down in a way that I think is very comprehensible and understanding to, to, to kids. The second episode, which I think is sort of my favorite, you know, is my kind of my 1A and my 1B, is, is Sturmandrag, which is the second episode on the DVD. And Morgan, as you may remember, that to me answers a question that I know that as we head into the holidays, every kid had, which is, how does Santa get everywhere in one night? And so this with Sir George Cayley, who is a British engineer, who is really regarded as the father of modern aeronautics, asked the question, could Santa really do it? And, and what we find is that with aeronautics and the four forces that affect airplanes, lift, weight, thrust, and drag, the episode kind of shows how Santa could really deliver presents everywhere in a single night. And then I think the fun Reindeer and Airplanes, the song Reindeer and Airplanes is super fun. I definitely agree. And I totally understand what you're saying because that's just incredible. So this episode does tell us a lot about Christmas and Santa Claus and how he does it. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And do you agree with your episodes? Because has been proven, has actually scientific knowledge to back, back it up. So it's kind of like, this is true. Exactly. No, I think that we took the um, we took the messaging and the academic component of this. And you never want to say academic because then things kids will think, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's school. But it's it's entertaining, but educational and informative. We took the we took that side of it extremely seriously. We worked with a consultant from Stanford University who kind of vetted all of the STEM components of of the show because the last thing we want to do is we wanted to entertain we didn't want to take any shortcuts or mislead anyone so every episode is factually correct it's a fun way to really get into stem into science technology engineering math uh, morgan you mentioned angie who's the lead character the real quickly the premise of the whole series for your listeners is that thomas edison left behind a secret lab and in the secret lab are a whole host of amazing inventions including a time machine which allows these kids these young explorers that find the secret lab to explore everywhere and explore science message stem adventures and von bolt was actually the last invention that thomas edison was working on and he didn't exactly finish him so he's a little bit glitchy and a little bit goofy which is why he brings so much great comic relief uh, yes that is very understandable you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about some magnificent topics, including middle school worst years of my life, which we just got done talking about. Right now we are talking about Thomas Edison's secret lab, which was the night before liftoff with Stone Newman. And later on we'll be talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and the fantastic movie Sing. And our sponsor for the day is Little Prince Legend of Gargan, which is a fantastic DVD about the Little Prince and, well, him trying to save the magnificent planet Gargan from Evil Snake. But right now we are talking about Thomas Edison and the Secret Lab with the fantastic Stone Newman. And right now, let's continue on with our interview. 
Morgan, I think I have to bring you with me on the road for any of my meetings. I've never been introduced so nicely before. Fantastic, amazing. Like, who's putting you up to this? You're saying such really nice things about me. I, I really, I really, it's very sweet of you. Well, that's just me. And you know what? I'm actually putting myself up to this. So let's continue on. Where did you get the inspiration for this show, by the way? Because we have so many magnificent scientists, as well as, well, you know, the one and only Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, and so many other just incredible scientists that we get to have Angie and the other fantastic characters talk to because of the time machine that Thomas Edison invented. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, we, when, so our company is a company called Genius Brands and we make cartoons. That's what we do. But we like to talk about that we make content with a purpose. So when it came to Thomas Edison, we knew that we wanted to do a show around STEM. We wanted to make it accessible, fun, entertaining, and informative for kids. And there's no bigger star you know, when it comes to Thomas Edison. I mean, he truly is the greatest inventor of all time. You know, every single person listening today, their lives are impacted, benefit, you know, time and time again through the inventions of Thomas Edison. And as we get further and further from when he lived, we felt it was really important to share with what day in and day out the impact that he had. And we just thought it would be a very fun experience to weave in you know, these celebrity guest scientists. So whether it's Albert Einstein, you know, in these episodes, or even if you go into earlier episodes, you know, people like Max Planck, James Watson, you know, numerous scientists and inventors, Sir Isaac Newton, people that really had an impact and it's so important to learn about in a fun way. And then the music always, always comes back. So for example, the episode of Gravity you know, there's a great song about gravity. And then one last little fact that um, just to kind of reinforce to everybody listening that you should check out the music videos and the songs is we had an amazing partner on the music, a guy named Ron Fair and his wife, Stephanie Fair, who in the music business, there's no one bigger. He was a close personal friend of our CEO. And prior to writing music and producing music for kids on Thomas Edison, he actually ran the largest record companies in the world. And he personally signed and discovered Christina Aguilera, Lady Gaga, Mary J. Blige, Fergie, Black Eyed Peas. So if you like any of those singers, you will love the music in Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. I definitely do agree, and that is so true because I love this music, and it's amazing the way that it's so, you know, unique and fun. I actually learned today that without Thomas Edison, we wouldn't have Christmas lights. I was like, oh my gosh, that is just incredible. So without him, we wouldn't have the light bulb. We wouldn't have Christmas lights and Christmas light bulbs. It's just like, holy cow, this guy has invented so much. And he actually invented them in 1880. And also, then in 1882, the president of Thomas Edison's company used lights to decorate a Christmas tree instead of candles for the very first time. So that's just, like, incredible. And speaking of which, what would you say the age range for your TV show would be? Because I know you guys are on a couple of channels, and you are also fantastic on the DVDs. So the DVDs are available everywhere, but the episodes, you can find them on your local public television station. So, for example, here in L.A., we're on Saturday and Sunday at 9 in the morning on KCET and, you know, like that. But really, we look at the show as 
really for kids like just getting into grade school. So figure like K through three. So six to nine year olds, five to nine year olds. I have a son who's seven. And while we were in development of the show, he started watching them at five, really liked it. But I think he found he liked the silliness of Von Bolt. But now that he's in first grade, he's really getting into sort of the learning and, you know, and, and getting a little bit, really enjoying it at a different level. I agree. I think the age range is, I'd say actually 7 to 18 because of how many fun facts you learn, plus the silliness and everything. It's just like perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It is an absolute pleasure. pleasure meeting you. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you, everyone at Kids First. Have a great holiday. You can find Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, the DVD, at Toys R Us, at Walmart, at Target, at Barnes & Noble, just wherever kids' DVDs are sold. And also go to our website for lots of fun games and that the website is edisonsecretlab.com yes definitely check out all those well let's take a break i am morgan brambert sharon sunny la and you are listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry orris and you're listening kids first coming attractions we are just talking to stoma newton about thomas edison's secret lab plus the night before liftoff and now we're going to be talking about the new star wars movie star wars rogue one a star wars story and we are going to be talking to with ryan and nathaniel so how are you guys doing I'm good. Um, Fantastic. I'm, I'm fine. Great. So, Ryan, what did you think about this film? Um, I, It was very interesting because it wasn't a sequel to Star Wars stories, more like a spinoff. It was interesting because it's kind of like not pre... It's in a way it's a prequel because it's before episode four and it's something that I wouldn't expect uh, Lucasfilms to do. Yeah, and this kind of whole thing about Star Wars Rogue One, it is very different from every single other Star Wars film, including the two TV series that they had now. So my next question is for Nathaniel. Do you think this is as good as the previous Star Wars films? Um, Yes, I think that it's just as good, and I think that it stuck with the storyline. And, um, yeah, it was great, and uh, just fantastic. It was, like, everything was amazing, and... 
uh, actually, my uh, in my dad's opinion, because he went with me, he thought that um, it was uh, actually the best one of the Star Wars movies. I didn't uh, I didn't exactly agree with him, but uh, I uh, saw his point there. Very interesting. And Nathaniel, can you tell us the story about Star Wars Rogue One? Um, so it's pretty much explaining some of the things about um, A New Hope. It's about um, this girl that is the daughter of um, someone who was uh, who used to be working for um, the Empire, but then he stopped. But then they went and took him, and uh, is kind of forcing him to work on the Death Star. And she just has to pretty much like she wants to get her dad back and uh, stop it. And also, she, her mother died, and she ended up in prison, and she wants to get free. So she's going on this thing to uh, uh, find her dad and get free. Hmm, very interesting. And Ryan, throughout the trailers, there has been one main key thing that I saw, and that was just absolutely spectacular visual effects. So what did you think about the visual effects in this film? Oh, they were incredible because, like, the CGI's in this film, like, there's a robot in the film, and his name is K... I believe K2SO, and actually... He looks like a real robot, like like um, R2, R2-D2, but he's actually a CGI character. And I felt like it was realistic, and I didn't expect that from Star Wars. Also, the details in different planets. So the special effects are, every Star Wars films, film, the special effects always get better. I definitely agree with that. And, Ryan, I have another question for you. Would you say that KTSO is better than R2-D2? Yes. Humanity. Really? Well, cause like he's funny, cause cause his like delivery was always on point, and I felt like he stole the show. I'm sure R two D two did, but you know he the K two S O spoke more, and I felt like his jokes were very hilarious. It looks like R two D 2s throne is completely gone. And Nathaniel, do you have a favorite scene? Um, let me think. Uh, well, there are just so many parts to this film. It's hard to think about which one was my favorite part, especially because it's so good. Um, uh, actually, I can't. No, I, I can't find a favorite um, part. They were all just so great, and yeah. Well, that's understandable. You're listening to Kids First Constructions on the Voices Network, and right now we are talking about the new Star Wars film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, but we'll also be talking about Sing next, so definitely stay tuned for that. But we are going to continue talking to Ryan and Nathaniel about the new Star Wars film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. My next question is for you, Ryan. Now, what is your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character would be... um. K, well, up to it's K two S O because his like he was hilarious because he was a bit like too smart like the possibility of her killing us is um pretty high and then he'd always say obvious things it was so hilarious because like um one of the characters trying to hide a lie and he was being too obvious and he was always getting mad and then also my favorite character is Jin Erso she's the main character um she's played by I mean Felicity Jones. Jones plays her, and I felt like her performance was outstanding because uh, her, like her, like you could feel that you could see she felt those emotions, and also I like how they're showing more female role models now in the new Star Wars films. 
I definitely agree with that. Speaking of Jin Erso, let's talk about the cast. So we also have Diego Luna, who plays Cassin and Dor. We have Alan Tidik. I'm sorry for managing to pronounce that, who plays the robot K2SO. So let's start with Ryan. What do you think about the whole cast and their performance in the film? I felt that, like, I felt like everyone, performance-wise, was outstanding and superb because you could feel, you could see that everyone felt the emotions, everyone was taking it serious, and the humor was always on point. There was, like, a chemistry between all the characters. Hmm. And, Nathaniel, my next question is for you, and I want to ask you about the acting, but more specifically, I want to ask you about Darth Vader, who is played by James Earl Jones. And I would like to ask you, which Darth Vader is better, the ones that are in Episode 4, 5, and 6, the originals, or this new Darth Vader that's in this episode, in this one, Rogue One? Which one do you prefer? Um, well, I can't really tell which one is better, it doesn't really show him for much parts of it. I really liked the other one, but um, the new one actually he made a uh, one joke when he force choked a guy. He turned away and then he said, "Don't choke on yourself," and it was hilarious. Hmm, very interesting. That's kind of a new side of Darth Vader that we haven't seen before. And Nathaniel, how many stars do you give this film and why? Um, I gave it five out of five stars. But my dad told me to give it a 6 out of 5, and I'm like, Dad, I can't do that. Yes, and, it does um, break the laws of math. Yeah, um, it was great, and something that I really, really, really loved about it was, like, the special effects or CGI or whatever that was. Uh, and also this, like, and more importantly, about that, the spaceships, because they looked so amazing. And, wait, have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I am going to see it on Friday when it comes out. Speaking of that, it does release on December 16th, so definitely check it out. And um, uh, there's this new ship. I don't want to give it too much away, but it's called a Hammerhead. And it's pretty much a... It, I'm pretty sure it was in some like uh, Star Wars TV show. And it's a ship with kind of a big anchor-shaped thing at the tip of it. And um, what happened was it went into one ship, one of the big ships, and then it had it crash into another ship. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oh, the space explosions are always beautiful in Star Wars. So Ryan, same question to you. How many stars do you give this film? I give this film a 5 out of 5 stars because the CGI's are outstanding, and I, and I have a favorite scene, but I don't really want to spoil it. It's all the way to the end, and... The ending was like very, like, like very cool, interesting. I'm not gonna give too much. It was like, I'm just gonna say it was very cool. And if you see it, you know why. Because it was a lot of. I could tell it must have taken a taken a little while. It was very interesting how it all came together at the end. And the only thing I really had to say that I didn't like was it was a bit dark. Like there was a lot of violence and. And blood and stuff, but size I was okay. That's very interesting. I remember some of the writers talked about how they wanted to make it very imminent that there is no hope of Jedi's or anything like that to help the main characters. So I like that it is a little darker. Now, thank you guys so much for talking to me about the brand new Star Wars film. I'm very excited to see it. And if any of our viewers would like to check it out, 
It is now in theater scenario, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. This show is sponsored by Little Prince Legend of Gargan. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We are just talking about the brand new Star Wars film, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and now we're going to talk to Morgan about the new film, Sing. So, Morgan, tell us about this story. This story is basically about an amazing koala named Buster Moon, who is played by Matt McConaughey. And he's absolutely adorable, I might add. Now, you might remember him from Kaboom the Two Strings, which was an absolute fantastic film. I was able to meet him, and I was like, oh my gosh, so happy about that. But uh, his character is very kind, and he's struggling to keep his theater open because everybody's like, you owe us money, this is what's happening, you know, you need to pay up. And he's like, okay, freaking out. So he holds a singing competition for what he thinks is actually a thousand dollars, but it is actually misprinted for a hundred thousand, giving anyone the ability to shine and show their talent on his stage. And he's like, "This is gonna save my theater." So he goes and he is totally excited, and he holds a singing competition, and a bunch of magnificent people, or should I say, animals, go and sing on the stage, including Rosetta, who is um. The wonderful and the one and only Reese Witherspoon, who is a stay-at-home mother pig who is uh, showing everyone her true talent. We also have Ash, who's played by Scarlett Johansson, and I adore her because she finds the courage to go out and discover who she is. And she is hard-rocking. She knows how to rock hard. And she gets dumped by her beloved boyfriend, who is played by Lance, Becca Bennett, who is a personal friend of mine, and we've worked together multiple times. And he's known for SNL currently, so you might remember him from Saturday Night Live. He is still on the show, and his character's name is Lance. And he's also a bit of a cheater because he cheats on her, and she's not happy. So she, like, totally makes a bunch of songs about him, and it's kind of like a version of Taylor Swift. And it's really funny because she knows what she's doing. And we also have an adorable white mouse who is a really good singer, he knows how to sing. And he's like one of the people who will make you want to just swoon. 
His name is Mike, and his he's played by Seth, Seth MacFarland, and he also loves money, and he's a bit of a gambler. And we also have Johnny, played by Taron Egerton, who wants to be a singer, and not but not a gangster like his dad, and he has a huge heart. And, of course, we have uh, adorable Japanese girl singers. I, I think they were kittens who do not understand English, and they had me in the audience laughing. And then we also have Nita. Tori Kelly is her real name, and she's a scared elephant who wants to be in the contest, but she can't sing in front of people. And it just, like, it, it scares the heck out of her. And she has stage fright. And we also, that's what the story is mainly about. This cast is, like, really amazing. I mean, we have Matthew McConaughey, we have Ritz Witherspoon, Seth MacFarlane, we have Scarlett Johansson, we have all these different names, Back Bennett, we have so many fantastic names. So how was the acting in this film? Because these are all fantastic actors and actresses. The voiceovers are just magnificent. I love them because you could really tell the emotions of each character and you could really tell how each and every single character really put their heart and soul into singing and also, well, you know, telling the people in the stage who they are. So I love that about this um, and how it is able to do that by just having these magnificent talents and actors and actresses shine through these characters. Huh, very interesting. Since this is an animated film, how is the animation? The animation is flawless, and it's really awesome. I and That's what the word to explain it, because it's very detailed, and you can see every hair and every facial expression on every single animal, and it's so well done that it will have you feeling like you are watching a live performance when they're singing, and the voiceovers are um, also spectacular, like I said. Very interesting. It sounds like a fantastic film. You're listening to Kids First Contractions, and right now we are talking to Morgan about the new film Sing, and this end we have talked about before. Well, we talked to Griffin Glove from Middle School versus Year of So My Life, Stone Newman from Thomas Edison Secret Lab. We also talked about the movie Rogue One, but now we're going to continue talking to Morgan about Sing. She was just talking about how both the voiceover acting and also the animation and the story were all fantastic and just perfect. So now my next question for you is, what is your favorite scene and why? Ooh, you put it on the spot. I would say one of my favorite scenes would probably be, I'd have to say I love this scene where all the performances go together on stage and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's, a, that's incredible. Because the singing is magnificent and the soundtrack is wonderful. And I'm really happy that they're going to be making a... Uh, soundtrack on it and they're going to be doing a cd which i'm really looking forward to because we have a mix of classic rock new traditional and top 40 music that's right going on right now and where else can you hear a mix that includes taylor swift billy joel and frank sinatra the music is just smartly placed and incredible and not only is the animation fabulous, but if you're not dancing in your seat, then you don't know how to taste music. Because honestly, I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to just get up and start singing and dancing right along with them. And would you say that the soundtrack performance is fantastic throughout the whole film or just in this scene? Oh no, it's fantastic throughout the whole film. Every single um, song that you're he that you'll hear, you're just gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, that's uh, a terrific!" Well, that's fantastic. And do you have a favorite character? I'd say my favorite character would probably be 
I would have to say Matthew McConaughey, Buster Moon, because he is the main character, and we have the side characters. Um, but one of my favorite side characters would probably be, I would say Rosita, uh, Reese Witherspoon, the stay-at-home mother pig. Because she makes this amazing, and I'm talking amazing invention, take care of her entire family while she's gone, practicing, and it's really cool. And at the same time, she knows how to sing. Oh, that's very cool. And how many stars do you give the film? I give this film, I would say, five out of five. Singing stars. Because honestly, it is really amazing the way they put it all together. The music is just perfect, and it's brought to you by Universal Studios and Illumination Entertainment. And this film will be available um, nationwide in the theater you December 21st, 2016. So I would recommend watching it for sure. Well, it does sound like an absolutely phenomenal film. And what do you think the moral of the story is, if there is any? I'd say one of the morals is just follow who you are and... Um, also, don't let fear stop you from what you really want to do. That's one of the, what, that's a quote from what Matthew McConaughey says, a.k.a. Buster Moon. And uh, it really just tells you be who you are and do what you really want to do. Those are the main lessons or main morals, I would say. Well, that's a beautiful moral, and it's a very important moral, too. And that is a fantastic message to get across from the film. And now, in the story, did you did it keep your attention the whole time, or did you feel that scene that was a little stretched out or anything like that? No, I had it had my attention the entire time, because every single... You were either listening to music, or you were watching an awesome scene, or you were, like, having a trouble with Buster Moon and having a laugh. So, honestly... It was just like a perfect balance. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me. But very quickly, can you tell me the age rating of the film? Yes. The age range for this film would probably be, I would say, 5 to 18. Kids will love the fun characters, music, storyline, and the colorful animation. And older kids and adults will also love it for the same reasons. And the whole family will just be singing and dancing. And it's a great way to spend the holiday season together because there's a little piece of pie or a little piece of cake for everyone. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me about Sing. Like Morgan said, it is available December 21st, so definitely check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Little Prince Legend of Gargan. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 